Well, go ahead and turn, if you would, to Ephesians 2, verse 1. Ephesians 2, verse 1. Praise God. Ephesians 2, verse 1, it says, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others." But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus." For by grace you have been saved through faith. And not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now I want you to notice verse 8. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. For by grace you have been saved through faith. By what you have been saved? Grace. grace. Through what? Faith. Now, when I was at Rama, uh, in one of our classes, we had a test question on this. And it was fill in the blank, or it was multiple choice, I think, with the two. It was fill in the blank. You had to basically, uh, I can't remember the format, but it was for by blank you have been saved through blank. Now, if you haven't looked at the scripture and, and remembered it, because he, he emphasized this, you might know that they're both there, because there was different words there, but which one goes where? It's very important which one goes where. And that was the point of the question. This is important. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Let's read this in a few more uh, versions here. In the Amplified Classic, it says, for it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. But verse 8 says, For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. 
Ephesians 2, uh, verse 8 in the New Living Translation says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Notice here it says, God saved you by His grace. But when was that? When you believed. Ephesians 2, 7 through 10, we're going to read this section in the message says, Now God has us where He wants us, with all the time in this world and the next, to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all His idea and all His work. All we do is trust Him enough to let Him do it. It is God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make our make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join Him in the work He does. The good work He has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. But here, back in, um, they don't have the verses marked in the message because it's kind of a flow, but if you can go uh, to the part, I think it's the next one. All we do is trust Him enough to let Him do it. Right before that it says, Saving is all His idea and all His work. All we do is trust Him enough to let Him do it. Now can you go back to verse 8 in the New King James? It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace you have been saved through faith. Your faith can only receive what God has provided by His grace. Your faith can only receive what God has provided by His grace. You cannot do it by yourself. It's only by what He has provided. And then us receiving it by faith. Through faith. So everything that God has provided by His grace, we receive through faith. You cannot receive through faith something that God hasn't provided for you already. On the other hand, just because God has provided it for you, does not mean you're automatically going to receive it. What he's provided by his grace must be received through faith. Amen. Just because God has already provided it by grace does not mean you're going to see it in your life. It doesn't mean people in the world will see it in their lives. Can you put up 2 Corinthians? I know I didn't give you this one, but 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. And we may read some scriptures after, so if you can just bring up that, second, that section of scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the whole world to himself. Now stop right there. That God was in Christ reconciling who? The world. 
the whole world to himself. Question, is everybody going to be actually born again, saved in the kingdom of God? No, because even though God has paid the price through Jesus, there's another step. We have to believe that. Just because God, see, God has, by His grace, provided salvation to the whole world. Do you, do you realize that in the mind of God, He sees everybody saved? But He knows they won't all be saved. When we say saved, we mean that they come into the kingdom of God, they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, receive the salvation that has already been paid for. God sees it, but not everybody will receive it. God has provided it, but He's not going to force anybody to take it. It says that God was in Christ reconciling the whole world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though, we are pleading, as, God were, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now go back two verses, please. Who, what, who, go right there. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. Next verse. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He was, is that past tense, present tense, or future tense? Past tense. He was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Now go to the next verse, verse 20. Now then, we are God's our ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I thought we were already reconciled to God. I thought the whole world was reconciled to God. They are. It's potential. It's done in the mind of God, but unless people actually believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, it doesn't make it actual in people's lives. The grace part is what Jesus did, what God provided. The faith part is what we do in response to what Jesus has done. Amen. Well, why doesn't God just save everybody? He has provided salvation to everybody. Why doesn't God just do something in my situation? He has. Well, I don't see it. Ah, that's where you have to believe what he said about the situation to make it actual in your situation. Amen. Well, but God needs to move. He has moved. But I don't see it. Ah, you have to believe what the word says about your situation so that it gives him access to do what he wants to do already. Yeah, but he should just do it. Well, he ought to just save everybody too. See, in this, people get into extreme doctrine where they blow right past the Word of God and go to, if God loves so much, everybody so much, he, he won't send anybody to hell. God doesn't send anybody to hell. He's already provided. We just read it. He's reconciled the whole world to himself. But if somebody doesn't receive it and they say, no, I don't believe in Jesus, they are sending themselves to hell. Amen. What is that part? That is faith. 
You, we respond to what Jesus has done. Well, I just want God to do it anyway. He can't. So why can't he? He can do anything. No, there are legalities involved. If he comes in and just overrides the will of a person, he can't give a person free will and say, ah, well, you're stupid. You don't know what you're doing. I'm going to override it now. There are we know this in natural things. There are things that you have rights to do. And you can be really dumb about some things and not, even though you have the legal right for certain things, somebody wants to come in and overwrite, say, no, no, don't sign it. Don't do that. That's dumb. But if your signature's there, it'll hold up in a court of law. You signed it. Were you of sound mind? Yep. I was stupid, but I signed it. <laughs> I tried to get them to stop. I wouldn't have done that. Doesn't matter. It's not your name and your signature on the paper. God has given men free will. If God comes in and just overrides all that and says, ah, I'm going to do it anyway, Satan can say, you're unjust. You can't just insert yourself here. They said no. Do you realize if you say no to God, God himself won't override that? Do we realize that we can, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but preview. Do we realize we can get, put ourselves in a situation where God himself can't help us? How? If you say no to him and say no to his things and say, no, I won't do it your way, God's not going to override your will. Well, he should just do it anyway. He'll do everything within his power, but he cannot override your will. He will not. So what do we need to do? Believe what he said and act on what his word says and receive what he has already provided? Amen. Can you read the next verse? Go to the next verse. For he himself made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He paid the price. Jesus became sin for every individual. But we have to believe it. We have to receive it. We have to act on it for us, for it to actually be so in our lives. Praise God. But we need to have these two things straight. Can you go back to Ephesians 2, verse 8? For, for by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace is God's part, what he has done. It's the heavy lifting that makes whatever he is providing available. Faith is our reaction to him. Faith receives what grace has provided. Faith activates the power. Faith activates what God has already given, what is already available, faith makes it active. Let's look at Romans 3.21. Praise God.
Romans 3.21 says, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Now listen to this. Let's go look at verse 21 again. Now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. So we're talking about being righteous, being right with God, being in right standing with God. Apart from the law, apart uh, apart from what you do or earn is revealed. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God. Through faith in Jesus Christ. How would you become righteous in God? Through faith. In Jesus Christ, to all all and on all who believe. Do you see the same sentiment here? Jesus died, but it's through faith in Him that the righteousness comes to those who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace. See, we're justified by that grace. That's how it's been made available, but it becomes active through faith. Now, what we're talking about here, this is the same in every area of our lives. This is not just salvation. As we get into this, anything that God has provided through His grace must be received by faith. The salvation, healing, anything in the Word. We need, to, we need to believe what He said in order to receive it. It doesn't just fall on us. The good thing is, is that all we have to do is believe it. It is not. Faith is just trusting that what God said is true and believing He will do what He said He would do. That's it. So there are two things. Well, I'll say two things. I won't say there, were, there are only two things here. We need to understand that we have a part. That things aren't going to dump on us just because, and no matter, it doesn't matter if we beg, ask God, plead, we really need something. God has already provided things. We are going to have to receive them by faith. So we need to understand we have a part, but we need to understand the heavy lifting, the big part, he already did. So don't make your part the big part. Make it realize that God did the heavy lifting. All you have to do is believe him and trust him and act like what he said is true to receive what he already provided that you couldn't provide. So we need to make a lot of what he said, what he has done. Note, negate that we have a part, but don't make that the only part. See, again, we could say this with every topic, because it's true with every topic. People tend to go in one of two ditches in every subject. When you say ditches, it's like, you know, you're going down the road, and there's a ditch in every side. You know the way the roads aren't completely level. They, they kind of, they have a grade so that the water will run off into the ditch. Well, you want... You don't want to drive in the ditch. Even if you have a four-wheeler, you don't want to be going down 95, going in the ditch. They're going to get mad at you eventually. Even if, you know, these, I tell you what, one of the things that, when we moved out here, 
that messed with us the most, and still, you got to watch it, are the breakdown lanes that turn into lanes in certain traffic times. <laughs> and the certain part of that that would mess with you is when you are used to that you are on the on-ramp, and you're going, and in every other experience that you have, when you're on the on-ramp and you're in the white lines, there are not going to be cars till you get to the lane and start merging. But if you don't have it in your brain that it is past 3 o'clock and before 7 o'clock, and you're going northbound on 93 or wherever else, <laughs> that before you get to the end of the white lines, there could be somebody coming in that lane, and if you merge and you're not thinking, you know, you're looking back, but you're not thinking they're there yet, all of a sudden, there's a car where you're not expecting a car before you get to the white line and all of a sudden, wait a minute, more than once it's like, oh wait, it's breakdown lane driving time and there's a car. <laughs> Is that, am I the only one? I mean, it's like, when we first moved out here, it was like, wow, that was a, that was a, a difference. <laughs> but you have these breakdown lanes and then you have the ditch and then, you know, if you're going in the interstate, then you got the big, you know, uh, grass median and so that's a ditch. Well, where do you want to drive? You want to drive where the, the asphalt is. You want to drive on the road. You, ultimately, you don't have to drive right in the middle. You just want to drive between the solid white lines. Anywhere in the three or four lanes is good, but you really don't want to be driving in the, past that unless it's between three and seven. Then you can do that <laughs> over here. But generally speaking, you want to do here, and then you don't, no matter what, if it's three or seven, between three or seven or whatever, you don't want to drive in the grass, right? But with any subject in the Word of God, it seems people want to drive not only in the grass, but like up against the trees. <laughs> they take, it's like, okay, you know, grace and faith. Well, people, they'll, they'll, they'll throttle it one way or the other. They're going to go flat out. It is all God all the time. Whatever happens in my life, it's not my fault. It's God's fault, and I don't have anything to do with it. And if something's not happening, God, where are you? If something happened, oh, it's God. Somebody dies, God took them. Somebody got promoted, it was God. Somebody got an accident, well, that's God. We don't understand it, but that was God's will. And they just go flat out. It's God, 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 everything is God. Well, that breaks down really quick when you see all the bad that's happened in the world and you think everything is God's will somehow. Now you're impugning God with all that. You're saying God killed that person. God did that mass murder. God did this. God killed that person. Oh, but he promoted this person, that, but it's all God. So they slam it over here. Then you got people that it is all you. I mean, God's out there somewhere, but basically you're on your own. Even in Christian circles, I mean, that's, of course, if you don't believe in God and, you know, people are thinking, well, this is all we have anyway, it's all on your ability. And you've got to do it. But even Christians will get to, even if they believe it's faith, they'll think it's all your faith. And you better get your faith in order, and it's all about your faith and how you're believing, and that's it. And there's nothing of what God's doing because it's basically you. And they work really hard. Now, we have a part, and you can't change God's part. Everybody acknowledge that? Yes. And if there's a problem, can we acknowledge it's not God? Yes. If we say it's God, then we have a problem, and we need to just go right there and deal with that, because we're going to be working on the wrong end, trying to get God to change. God isn't working in my life. So what are you saying? He's not faithful. He's not just. And he doesn't like you. 
he's nice to other people and he comes through, but I just don't understand why he won't do this in my life. I've asked him. See, we're, we are now acting like it's all God. And that's a problem. Because if it's all God, if it's all God doing everything, then it doesn't matter what we do. Because it's going to be the same outcome. Well, do we really believe it doesn't matter what we do? What you ate for breakfast this morning was God. He, he took your hand and forced you to have what you had for breakfast. Is that true? Most wouldn't say no. Well, if that decision is not God, how many other decisions are not God? God can help you, but we are responsible for what we do. But there is a God, but it's not all you. We can't go to where it's just everything I got to do, it's all me. No, now you're ignoring the fact that God is the Almighty and He will help you and He actually has provided everything we need in life. Provided. So we don't want to go, it's all God, there's nothing I have to do with it, and we don't need to go over here and say, well, it's just all me. Uh, you know, I don't know if God will come through or not, but, you know, it's just all me, and, oh, if He is going to come through, it's going to be all by what I do, and I just have to believe, believe, believe. Well, your faith does have something to do with it. That's what we're talking about. But what is faith? Faith is believing that what God said He has already done, or what He will do, that He will keep that promise. So that is a lot different than you making the results of that promise available. It's a lot different for you to save yourself than to believe that God saved you, so I'm going to respond to it. The heavy lifting is the saving. The heavy lifting is paying for you to be right with God. Our part is just responding and believing. That's the easy part. And if we can believe for salvation, which is the biggest thing that's going to happen to you while you walk on this earth, you can believe for anything. See, we'll put that, well, that's easy. I mean, we just know that God, you know, Jesus paid for our sins, and if you believe that, you can be born again. That's easy. But healing, that's hard. No, that's not true. That's where our mindset is wrong. Did you hear me? So if we start realizing God already provided, it's the same. It's no different. And if I can believe for the biggest miracle that I will ever receive, which is being born again, I can believe for anything. I can believe it if I just react to what God has said and act like it's true. Now I can, I can receive it. But see, we, we've even made mental blocks, gotten it in our head that somehow it's hard. I've got to work hard at it. But it's not True. Let's go back to verse 21. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God set forth as propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. 
See, faith in Christ, faith in what Jesus has done, is our part. And that's how, in this case, we're talking about being righteous. That's how righteousness comes, by believing what God said. By believing in the sacrifice of Jesus. Let's go further down to Romans 4, verse 13. Romans 4.13, this is the further, little, fur, or little further in uh, Romans. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, so not that Abraham had to earn this promise, but through the righteousness of faith. For those who are of the law are heirs, faith is... For if the, those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect, because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Now watch this. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are the faith of Abraham. Verse 16, therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. So grace is what God has done. Grace has provided salvation through Jesus. Grace has provided everything we need through Jesus. So God made it so that it is of faith. So that if you believe that Jesus did it, then you can receive it. It's not what you earn, it's what you believe. This frustrates religion. Religion says, yeah, but you're not doing as good a job. And faith says, yeah, but Jesus already provided. I'm receiving by faith, not by what I do. Well, you don't deserve it. You're right. I don't deserve it. You know, that's the best response. The Satan tries to say, well, you don't deserve it. You're right. But Jesus does, and I'm believing on him, so I'm receiving it anyway. <laughs> if he said, it's mine... Who am I to argue with him? If he said, I qualify, then I qualify. Satan will try to talk you out of what God has already provided for you through Jesus. He didn't try to make it hard. Well, you don't have enough faith. Well, if I believe what Jesus said, that's faith. So I think I'll just believe. That's it. That's it. Oh, it can't be that easy. It can't be that easy. It's not complicated. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Let's go ahead and read this part. We'll get down to verse 21 where I, go, where I want to go, but this is good. Who is the father of, all, of, of us all, verse 17, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, 
but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. See, Abraham was promised that he would be the father of many nations when he doesn't, he is old, his wife can't conceive, even when she was young, she couldn't conceive, and yet God said, I'll make you the father of many nations. Now, you see the two sides of this. God is telling him, I'll make you the father of many nations. Now, Abraham cannot do that in his power. He cannot make himself, together with his wife, conceive a child. It is impossible. That God's grace, his ability, has to do that. He can't do it. No matter how much he tries, he can stand around and chant all day. He can jump in circles. He can run around. He can yell at God. He can go up to the highest place he knows and yell at God. And it's not going to make a baby. He, they don't have, they're past the season of life where this would happen in any fashion. They're done. So they, he cannot do this. Cannot. It's impossible. But God said, I'll make you the father of many nations. This is why Abraham is called the father of faith. Now think of the situation. How impossible is this? That's kind of an oxymoron probably. It's either impossible or it's not. But when you want to say impossible, people use impossible all the time. <laughs> I'm thinking of a movie where the guy says, you keep on using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. There was this part anyway. You either get the reference or you don't. But people use the word impossible all the time. And things are either impossible or they're not. We need to, we need to, uh, we need to say, are we talking about impossible, impossible? Impossible with the current equipment? Impossible with the current personnel? Impossible with the current budget? Are we just talking about flat impossible? Are we talking about impossible, impossible, or just, you know, impossible now? That's the way people think. But really, it's either impossible, are you talking about hard, or are we talking about impossible? Because those are two different things. In Abraham's, in Abraham's case, we're talking about impossible, impossible. We're not talking about hard. It doesn't matter how much effort Abraham puts, uh, puts out, it's not happening. Doesn't matter. It's not possible with men. But with God, things that are impossible with men can become impossible. Can become possible. And we're talking about something that was impossible for what Abraham could do. It's not even, it's not even a possibility. It's not something you can, you know, 
try hard and work up. It's just, it's not possible in the realm of just natural human, humanity. So God is saying, I will make you the father of many nations. So Abraham has, Abraham has a choice. God's not asking him to make it happen. He's asking him to believe that God, he, God can make it happen. Those are two different things. Verse 20 says, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. What God had promised, even though it's impossible in the realm of humanity, Abraham's job is not to make that happen, is not to come up with the solution. Abraham's job is is to believe that God knows what he's talking about and that what he, was, what, he, what he had promised, he was able to do it. That's Abraham's job. Now we're looking at the site of grace and faith. If Abraham said, well, I just can't do it, so that's it, and God, it's all you, not going to happen. God asked Abraham to believe something. But God did not say, now you make the baby come. And in fact, Abraham thought, maybe you'd have a better idea, and that's where Ishmael came from. But that's not what God was, God was literally talking about Sarah having a child. Which is, by human standards, not possible. So when you look at the two sides of what we're talking about to get this thing done, which one would you say is harder? The part that is God's of making the baby come to pass or believing God that he's able to do that. Which one is the heavy lifting? Making it happen or just believing that God's able to make it happen? Making it happen, making it happen is way harder. If you know, I know somebody, you know, if you know somebody that's really good, at a certain sport, you know, soccer is like all day today, if you know anything. There's like three finals today in the, the soccer world. If it, if it were up to you to say, do I have to make that direct kick in the middle of a game, or I got to believe that name your favorite star can make it, which one is easier? <laughs> believe that the dude can do it, or me get on the field and do it? Believe the Obviously, unless you're one of these superstars, you believing that somebody can do it is a lot easier than you actually making the shot. Isn't it? Well, that's the same. Here we got a guy that cannot have a baby along with his wife that can't have a baby. We're going to say, now you need to have a baby. And he said, I can't do that. I, I can't do that. And God said, I can, just believe that I can. Now, we're in the same situation. Okay, so I'm going to do it, or I'm going to believe you can do it. I'm going to believe you can do it. That puts the realm of how hard, it's just so hard to believe. Is it easier to do it? It's much harder to actually get it done. Well, I just, I, I, it's so hard for me to believe in healing. You think, we're not asking you to heal yourself. You're act, you know, sometimes we act like we're going to get the healing done. Well, if you just, it's impossible for you, so forget that. We're not saying that you're going to heal yourself. All we're saying is just believe that God means what he says, 
and that he can back up what he promised. That's it. Well, that's just, I've tried. It's, no, 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 it's no try. It's not you doing it. You're acting still like you're trying to do it. I tried to heal, I tried to, to you know, heal myself. I tried to make it, no, no, no. We're not asking you to do it. We're asking you to believe that God is just and that he, belie- he says what he means and he can do it. Yeah, but I'm trying, no, no, no. See, you're still over here. You're trying to do the grace part. God didn't ask us to provide the means and to do the heavy lifting. He asked us just to believe that he can do it. Can you imagine somebody coming up? So, there's, a, there's, a mess, there's a salvation message preached. And somebody comes up and just is like, I'm trying to believe that Jesus said, I'm trying, I just, I can't, I, I just, I'm trying. Well, try harder, believe. You got you to listen to those scriptures 50 more times. No, all it is is, do I believe that God saved me or not? And people all the time get saved like that. Now, when it comes to some other things, we, we start getting in our head and, and we make it way too hard to where, I don't know if I can believe that. Well, it's the same thing. Well, it didn't happen instantaneously. What does that have to do with it? See, we let, I didn't see it instantaneously, equate to it's not going to happen, and somehow I didn't believe it, when God's not asking you to do it. He's saying, just believe that I can, and stay right there, and don't move from that point, and you'll see it. See, that's what Abraham did. He didn't see it right away either. All he had to do is stay in the place that God can do it, and he said he's going to do it, and he will do it. And then he saw it. His part never moved over to, well, you know, you've been believing for 10 years, now I'm giving you a part of the job. Now, you just take it the rest of the way and make this baby come into existence. Never ha- He couldn't do it at the beginning, he couldn't do it at the end. Why do we think that we got to kick into trying to do it? Because that's what we're doing when we start trying to work hard. Well, it's my faith. and No, your faith does have something to do with it, but your faith is just believing in what he can do. Amen. Amen. It's not, our faith is important. It's how you receive from God. We want to know how faith works, but don't make that part of it into the heavy lifting of the grace. We need to understand the two, and if we understand the two, we'll realize our part is not that hard after all, and it'll increase our faith because we know the more of the word, and we'll be able to receive what we haven't received before because it was there all along, but we were just thinking it was too hard. <coughs> it said, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised up because of our justification." He is saying righteousness in Abraham's case and in our case is imputed to us that we'll believe. Not, you're not earning it, we're believing. 
We're believing that God can do what he said he can do, that he is the heavy lifter. And if I believe it, then righteousness is imputed to us. Then whatever we're believing from God, that's what causes that blessing to flow. It's, it's the lever that we, that we move to put our heart in a position to receive what God, by His grace, has already provided. Do you realize God has provided right now, right today, at this very second, everything that we need? For this realm, in, in, while we walk in this earth, and beyond. Right now. Faith is the mechanism that we just take what he has already provided. It's like this big dump truck waiting. All this stuff is waiting there, and there's this hole. They're not dump truck, but, you know, mechanism where stuff can come out. It's all there, but if you don't make an opening, it can't come out. But it's all there. You rise in heaven, in the spiritual realm, right now. It is real. There is everything we need. It's already provided. God has already paid for it through Jesus. It's already yours through Christ. How do we, then, then people will say, well, just dump it on me. No, the way you access it is by believing that he has done it and believing that it can be made manifest in your life. Believing that he, what he said is true. That's it. Well, what if I don't see it? See, now you're believing what you see over what he said. And that's where people miss it. They start believing something else rather than what he said. Well, Abraham's the same way. He could say, I'm not seeing it. So what's going on? But it said, he did not waver. He believed that what God said, he's going to be able to do. And I'm going to stay right there. That's our job. That's all we do. Is believe. Believe. It's by grace through faith. Everybody say that. By grace, by grace through, faith. through faith. So it's by grace, by, grace. by what God, God did. How are you saved? By grace, by what Jesus did. You're saved by grace. You're not saved by faith. Faith, you can believe all day long, and it's not going to put you in heaven. If God didn't already send Jesus. This is why if people are not believing the word of God, they may be sincere, but they're not believing something that's real. If you go and believe that some guy that you picked off, uh, out off the street or you read about him in the newspaper is going to give you, let's say he's wealthy, and he's going to give you a million dollars, you could believe that with all your heart. You can make confessions. You could run around the house making confessions. You could put it on your bathroom mirror. And you could say it to your spouse before you go to bed. And you could tell your children. And they could, they could grow up thinking, this guy is going to give us a million dollars. We just know it. We've been saying it for years. It's coming. If that guy never told you that he's going to give you the million dollars and you have no actual reason to believe it, your believing is not going to put the million dollars in your bank account no matter how much you believe. It just, because it's wrong place belief. 
On the other hand, somebody could actually promise you and actually give you, you know, this could happen. Could give you a document that says if you sign this, you, you have a million dollars in people. If you received a document just out of the blue like that, how many people would actually believe that was real in here? You probably wouldn't. You'd be like, Cam, what, wait, I'm going to believe that. But what if it was true? And all you had to do is sign it and bring it up. Well, you, it could be there, but you don't believe it. So you're not going to get it. But which is harder to actually have the million dollars or to believe it? If you just believe it, you know what? I believe this. And, you know, if somebody that you actually knew believed you and said, all you have to do is sign here, you could still gas them and say, really? You kidding me? You're not going to really give that to me, right? You could talk yourself out of it. But what is, it, what is your part of it? Just believe it and act on it. That is so much easier than actually putting the million dollars there. The million dollars being there is God's grace. You believing it is your faith. You, you just believing something out of the blue doesn't put something behind it. So God's, God's part is the hard part. God's part is the heavy lifting. God's part is what Jesus did. It's, we are saved by His grace, but it's through faith. That's how we access it. That's how we actually become into the, children, the, child, the, the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. It's easy. Everybody say it's easy. it's easy. Praise God. Just take a deep breath and say it's easy. Say it's by grace, by grace. through faith. By grace, by grace. Through, faith. through faith. God's part is the hard part. My part's the easy part. I just got to believe that He will do what he has promised he will do. Hallelujah.